0: Ladies and gentlemen, today we are in Dallas, Texas, and we are speaking to Alexander Muse, and he has a lot of passions that typically surround business, but we are going to talk more personally about something new. Not that this is not a business for you, because you have a pretty serious blog going with a lot of followers, so Alexander, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me, I appreciate it.
0: Tell us what your passion is.
1: Well, I'm really excited that we're not talking about all the normal stuff that I ever talk about. And uh, so at the beginning of the year, I uh, had a few things that happened to me. One, I was really concerned about the nutrition of my kids. And uh, so I really was worried that we weren't, we weren't eating well. We were going out to eat all the time. Um, we were keeping Chick-fil-A in business. And uh, I felt like there was an opportunity that we were missing out on. And a couple other things happened. Uh, Bradley Cooper had a movie called Burnt. I and, saw that. Uh, uh, yeah, so I, I actually, it was, a, it, was a, it was a middling to average movie. But uh, one of the topics that was discussed in the movie was this concept called sous-vide, which in French means uh, under vacuum. And so it's a cooking that you would do in a plastic bag in, a, in a, uh, a, 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 a bath of water that's kept at a constant temperature for a long period of time. A bath
0: of water, very fancy. You've become quite the chef, I can tell already.
1: There you go. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and I found it fascinating, and, and, and Bradley like, you know, maligned the idea that he would cook in condoms and baths. And uh, eventually, throughout the show, uh, his love interest convinced him that he should actually try the method. And he started doing really well and got his second, second Michelin star, and, and things worked out. They fell in love, and I'm sure everything was great. Uh, the, the third thing that happened was I got a book by uh, Kenji uh, Alt-Lopez called Food Lab, which is really a science-based approach to cooking. And uh, within the book, he talks a lot about sous-vide cooking, this, this idea of, of cooking with precision. And uh, and I'm not a cook, and I've never been a cook, and I've always been really intimidated by cookbooks. My mom and my grandmother were amazing cooks and made the most amazing meals, and I was just so fascinated by this skill that they had that that I couldn't seem to grasp. And it was always this idea that there were things that were sort of, you know, almost like magical. And This idea that, well, just cook it over medium and put a pinch of this and do a little of that and a, a sprig of that, and so just so imprecise. And I like things to be precise. And I want to know that if I do something, it's going to have a result. And I
0: think that's so common. I know I'm agitated by the same thing. You know, well, how how many minutes exactly does it need to be? And, you know, if I put it on the grill, God forbid, I have no idea how long to cook it for. And it never comes out the way it's supposed to. And there is anxiety that comes along with that, especially if you're cooking for guests.
1: Exactly, and so that's I think that, that intimidation really made it so that I didn't cook for guests, and then I think that spilled into not cooking for my family, and my kids, you know, I, my daughter is Erin, she's eight, my son is 14, his name is Ethan, and you know, they're relatively finicky eaters and most things they didn't like, and you know, basically, if it was chicken tenders and fries at a restaurant, they were happy. Well, um, and
0: there's a lot of single dads out there right now. Exactly. You know, who need to cook for their kids. Want to cook for their kids?
1: Well, exactly, and it, it, it's it's a huge bonding in t- time. There's a lot of bonding that goes around the cooking, and it's being at the house, sitting at the table. Uh, there's a lot and of social. There's a lot of opportunity for kind of engagement with your children around cooking, and I and I felt like I was missing out on that. So the the two things that happened watching that movie it kind of inspired me to some extent. Reading that book kind of inspired me. And so um, I was at Sur La and I saw a Serre circulator. It was a Kickstarter project originally, and uh, you could buy it for a couple hundred dollars and, and stick it in a pot and start cooking. And uh, so I bought my first um, uh, circulator, my sous vide circulator, uh, you know, right after Christmas, and uh, I, I began cooking. And uh, it was just kind of went from there. And then I, I began, you know, I'm passionate about writing. I write about startups and my experiences around startups and funding and getting car- getting deals done, and, and I thought, well, I'm going to, like, document my experience. So I started taking pictures of every meal that I made, I made videos of every meal that I made, I put them on a blog on Medium called Sous V that everyone can go to, and uh, I just shared everything that I did. And uh,
0: Tell everybody how you spell Sous V though.
1: Yeah, it's S-O-U-S-V-I-D-E, and so it's medium.com slash sue dash and. So yeah, so I just started started writing about it and the interesting thing was I got more readers to my blog about cooking than I did on my kind of entire career's worth of work around startups. I think I began writing in 2007 about startups and within less than 6 months I have more people interested in my recipes around how to cook a you know, a prime rib via sous vide than I do on, you know, how to get a series A funding done.
0: And when you're talking about a lot of people, you're talking about like over 450,000 or something. On like a monthly that,
1: right? basis, we're doing over 400,000 now. On
0: a monthly basis.
1: So it's pretty exciting. And, uh, you know, we've, we've, I've put together little kits now so that you can go on to each, any particular post and, and you can get a list of all the things you need to buy to be able to get into the game. The bags you need, the the the, uh, the vacuum system that you need, and and all of the containers and things that you need, because it's it's actually a little bit confusing. And I've I it took me a long time. I bought the wrong stuff, and I tried all sorts of different things, and I made certain things to try to create insulators to keep the temperatures at the right temperatures, and so I made a lot of mistakes. And those are all documented on the blog too. So well, and
0: that would be my next question would be, you know, what kind of challenges have you had?
1: Yeah, so you know I. I, you, I began doing it in a small pot, so I just had a stock pot, put my circulator in the pot and turned it on, and, and it worked really, really well. Then I thought, well, I want to cook more, because I was going to have my family over to have a bunch of things, so I want to do ribs. And so it was going to be a lot, of, a lot of volume of food, and suddenly I needed a much bigger pot. So I bought a bigger pot, but the circulator was having a hard time keeping the temperature, you know, we're cooking these cooks, these sous-vide cooks are happening for 24 hours. And so I wasn't keeping the temperature stable for 24 hours. Wow! So I bought these things called sous vide balls, and they're little little balls that you put on top that insulate the water, and those worked pretty well. But then I was having a problem with evaporation, and the water was evaporating. That makes and, sense. Yeah. So then I thought, well, I'll buy a, I bought a container, and then the container, you know, couldn't keep the temperature right. So then I went and went to Joanne's Fabric, and I made a uh, insulated cozy to put around this thing, and that worked pretty well. But the evaporation still happened, and so. Finally, um, I found that I could buy a Ziploc weather-tight container, cut a little hole at the top to put the, the circulator in, and suddenly it would both maintain the temperature and prevent the evaporation. And so I've described all those in my, uh, in my blog.
0: Yeah. And anybody interested really needs to go and read it because that's very detailed. Yes. And I'm sure you have pictures and everything of what you mean.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't make any sense when we're talking about it, obviously. But...
0: No. Well, I, I actually think I grasp. And what the, you mean, but if I was to do it.
1: And the other opportunity is that we do, I do with the blog is really almost for personal use. So I create this thing at the top of the blog every single time called the quick guide. And the quick guide is, you know, what do you need to buy and then what temperature and how long? And those are the two most important pieces of information. What temperature do you set your sous vide at and how long do you cook it for? And typically, when, when we do things in sous vide, we're talking hours. So you can cook it for a minimum of an hour or up to a maximum of four or, or more, depending on the kind of food that you're cooking. The nice thing is it doesn't overcook, and that's the, kind of the sexy part of, of sous vide. So at the end of the day, you know, sous vide really opened up for me. Uh, it really empowered me to really feel comfortable cooking. And so I'm able to cook for the kids, and, and whether it's a, a chicken thigh that I, I crisp, you know, afterward in the pan to, to get the... the the skin, the right temperature, or I'm cooking, you know, um, ribs for 20. I feel really comfortable doing it because I know the food's always going to come out and, uh, and that opened up to me to be kind of, kind of as a non chef, someone who could say, Hey, you can do this too. So you don't, you don't know how to cook. I don't know how to cook, but all you have to do is follow really simple instructions, bag your food, cook it at a certain temperature for a certain amount of time. And you can come out with great results just like me.
0: So what do you think you've learned about yourself?
1: I don't know what I've learned about myself. So your
0: newfound chefdom. I
1: I found out that I'm not, I'm still not a chef. I went to Sur to take a cooking class and, um, you know, they give you assignments and the chef tells you what to do. And he was wanting me to do, you know, chop these things and do this interesting stuff. And I realized I don't have basic knife skills. So I really am not a chef. I just think that, you know, sous vide cooking is really interesting for, for folks like me, for single dads, from whomever, as a way to sort of open the door to cooking for you. And you can c- go as far as you want to go. C- you can make great food, but you can go past just making great food. And I think that's the decision that you make. And I don't know f- how far I'm gonna go. I just, I love being able to you know, provide for the kids and, and make great food. And you know, and it's also, you know, it's also great for, you know, for entertaining your guests. I think that, you know, being able to cook something really interesting for, for other people is a, you know, it's a lot different than saying, hey, let me take you to dinner.
0: You know, I always, on my show, try to get people to envision something new for themselves that they might want to do. Like, what would it look like? And I, I'm hearing that from you. You see yourself with your kids sitting around the table, and you, you see friends coming over and being able to provide food for them. And then I always say, explore what it would take, like how you need to do it. And you just actually provided you know, your blog and other ideas like going to, to a class and, and things like that. So to execute the plan, to take a first step into something new whether it's cooking like you have or, or anything else what would you suggest they do
1: well if you're if you're interested in, in getting involved in cooking and you were frustrated by the things that I was frustrated with the inexact nature of cooking and the, and the way many cookbooks are written um, I would recommend buying Kenji's book uh, it's called Food lab you can get it on Amazon and it is beh- perhaps the best cooking book that I've ever read cookbook that I've ever read I think that it, it really kind of explains why things work the way that they work. And then he actually does tests because there's all these you know, conventional wisdom around cooking that we think are true, but may not necessarily be true. And so he goes and, and actually debunks the things that need to be dunked, debunked and confirms the things that need to be confirmed. And so that book actually is a great way to sort of you know, open up cooking to a lot of people and uh, who, who are a lot like me. And um, and then you know I think Suvi is just this nice tool as, as, as a quiver in your in your in your in your, in your toolbox um, of something you could use to do something really interesting and I've enjoyed it and it's been fun for me.
0: That's awesome! Congratulations on that. Thank you. Now I know on Twitter you are a m u s e. Right. A-M-U-S. So if anybody wants to reach out to you, they can there.
1: Yes, yeah, so that's the best way. So just tweet to me and I'll uh, I'll see your tweet.
0: And they should check out your blog, which I'll make sure I put in the show notes here.
1: That's right, medium.com slash SUS dash V I D E.
0: Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, Alexander. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I have come to be known as the 50 States in 90 Days Lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision, explore and execute a plan, or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful. You can find me at MotivateMePodcast.com.